1: Those two unapologetically
2: biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. At Cuse Militia on the socials, go there. Join the militia. Thanks for tuning in and hanging out with us. We appreciate all of you. Syracuse drops to below 500 once again with a 76-71 loss to Florida State. As fans rightfully begin to hit the panic button, you'll hear from us, we'll hear from you in fan feedback. And the Orange will finish their three-game home stretch with the matchup against Clemson this Tuesday at 9, the dreaded 9 o'clock time slot. TV will be uh, ACC Network. We'll let you know what we think about that. Some good news on the football front here real quick to talk about with Joe. How you doing, Joe?
1: Good, man. How you doing?
2: How's the ice? Uh, it's okay. Is it still it's icy? It's gonna get worse overnight. Wherever are right Oh, it's gonna get worse overnight. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we got we got high, extremely high winds and lots of rain. So it's been miserable. Mm, all,
1: well, we got a lot of lots of rain, but it's gonna freeze overnight. So
2: that's gonna It'll suck. be fun in the morning. Yes. Um, okay. Francois, Knowlton Jr. Four stars by ESPN. Uh, Christian De Guzman, noon's magician, six foot four, two thirty, uh, decommitted from the Gators in December, according to two four seven, uh, after the f- uh, firing of Dan Mullen. So uh, entered the transfer portal, got picked up by Syracuse. I think I read somewhere that he had like tw- twenty plus offers, uh, scholarship offers to play. Um, like I said, four star, you know, um, high recruit, best recruit we got coming in for next year, obviously, uh, uh, an elite pass rusher or could be. And Joe, is this kind of like, is it, this, this is one to get excited about, right? This is one to get excited about on defense. Is this a plug and play guy or, or what do you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think he's going to have to be, depending on what happens for the rest of the, you know, transfer portal and, and the rest of the recruiting season coming through. But, uh, he had to have kind of looked at a, the situation that, Playing time, obviously, we're losing right. so many guys on on the defensive line. So um, instantly becomes our best recruit. Like you said, ESPN had him as a four star, two four seven as a three star. Um, he was almost a top three hundred player, uh, in, in on ESPN. So um, he's definitely going to be a situation. It's going to be a situation where he's going to come in and he's going to be able to get some reps now. Whether he whether he starts or not. Uh it's a different story but you know because of the way that we kind of go through insert sub uh on the defensive line and stuff like that this is definitely some guy that we're going to know um you know if if the the four star was real or not because he's I don't think he's going to be one of the guys that uh, that like red shirts or something like that I think that he'll definitely be a guy in that rotation for sure so yeah, big yep. guy. I watched his tape from Florida. He's got good moves, swim moves, stuff like that. Um, he looks pretty fast. He looks like he's got a decent size for, um, you know, a freshman coming in. So still um, signing day is, what, the first Wednesday of February or something. So we're still, you know, doing the legwork to try to get whatever we can um, salvage this class, you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, every day a little bit more, I guess, or every week a little bit more. Um, he did visit. This past weekend. So he was in Syracuse this past weekend visiting. So, um, yeah, a good get. And um, hopefully he can be a superstar. I mean, let's be honest. That's what we need. Uh,
1: yeah, I, well, we were looking at the Albany guy, right? Jared Verse, Yes, verse, uh, yeah. The def- defensive end transfer. He ended up uh, transferring going to Florida State. So we're going to be able to see what he can do. And the ACC is just not on our team.
2: Right, unfortunately. Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay. Some more good news, maybe some of us, some of you, so, you know, depending on how you look at it, I suppose. Uh, Jimmy Bayheim is going to petition the NCAA to get a fifth, fifth year of eligibility. And this because, so normally, obviously, right now, how we're dealing with these COVID eligibility issues is that you get one, right? Undoubtedly. But in Jimmy's situation, because the Ivy League did not play, and they basically opted out of the season. They didn't. They don't get an extra year of eligibility. I think it's dumb. I mean, it should be across the board. I also thought it's not the brightest idea to to not play either. But I mean, you can't make the kids suffer for that type of stuff. So, you know, I. I the NCAA is weird with this type of stuff, Joe. I mean, you never know which way it's going to go. It seems like it's something that should be pretty elementary and simple. You give the kid the year of eligibility. He wanted to play, would have played, and would have been eligible. Uh, so he plays for the Ivy League. They decide not to play, and all of a sudden, you know, we leave it to the the fate of the NCAA. So um, anyways, we'll see what happens. With that, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I again, don't really know. I mean, it's looking at everyone that we're – we're going to lose i mean people are talking about how we're going to lose buddy jimmy and cole after all this year you know and just i mean i know that the season has gone the way that it's gone but and you know we have a decent class coming in losing all of those guys i mean having somebody like jimmy um or any of them really to get an extra year you know you wouldn't be that upset about i mean i think jimmy surprised most play or most people um and uh yeah i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't be against it
2: Obviously, Buddy and Cole both eligible as well, but you know we'll 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 see. I mean, Buddy, I think is a far shot. I mean, I don't know. I could be totally wrong, but I don't know if if Buddy is a the comeback kid or not. You know, because he might be ready to test the water. So uh, we will see yep. as he is a senior. We will see. So, all right, let's take a listen to what Coach had to say after the loss to Florida State.
0: You know, I thought we made a good play. They played really well. They made 12 out of the 23s they took. They're not a great shooting team. They made them. But in spite of that, we've battled the whole game. The lineup, small lineup, worked well for us. Then when Jimmy got back in, he got a nice tip, get us a chance, we got a stop. And I thought we made a good play, and I thought there was a foul on that end. But if they don't call it, they don't call it. But uh, disappointing. Um uh, Way to lose for sure, and uh, you know I just I thought we battled really hard. I thought Cy came in did a really good job for us, and uh, uh, you know Cole had a, a tremendous game, but very disappointing loss.
1: Just what you could say about it. Joe Girard, 11 points in the first half and then scoreless in the second. Just what you took away
0: from his overall play tonight. Yeah, I, he just didn't seem to be in it. I don't, I, I'm not sure, you know, when they're pressuring like that. At the end of the first half, I said, you know, we talked, and you know, you got to go by, and he did and got to the basket. And then the second half, you know, he had some opportunities, I thought, to get by. Um, but, you know, he just wasn't, he wasn't aggressive offensively, I didn't think. Um, if anything, our defense is a little, has been a little better, um, but we just weren't as effective defensively as we need to be. Um, they shot it really well. You know, they made some some long threes, some tough threes, um, but you know, we have to defend it better than we did.
1: Coach, can you just talk me through what happened on that last sequence with uh, the bucket in transition and then Joe inbounding?
0: I don't know what. He said he had thought he had somebody open, but he didn't.
1: Coach, Jesse Edwards picks up his third foul around the second half. You leave
0: him in, seems to really play well throughout that next few minutes stretch. How have you talked about his
1: play kind of last few games, especially tonight?
0: You know, he's just got to com- not commit the silly fouls, the bad fouls. I mean, you're going to have three, four fouls, but if you don't commit any bad fouls, and he's not, that's what he did tonight, didn't commit any bad fouls, um, then he's going to be be all right. He'll be, be able to stay in the game, I think. We were great tonight. We got back in it. We were down, if you remember. And we got back in it with our execution was great at the end. You know, Buddy got a backdoor layup. Um, we got it to Jesse. Um, unfortunately, you know, when he got fouled, he missed the free throw. But um, again, we, we got what we wanted. Even at the end, the last play, we wanted to get it inside and got it to Jesse. And he didn't think he had it. So he got it to Jimmy. And I thought there was a foul there. And it just wasn't called. But our execution was great offensively.
2: All right, Joe. Obviously, you talked about it last time right off the top. Florida State played really well. And uh, I think you either mentioned this a while back. Well, I know we mentioned it's good to catch Florida State early. We got to play them twice. Um, So obviously, you know, we expect them to be better later on in the year. I think you mentioned it again uh, in the last show. Obviously, Florida State... Looking a little better with all them seven-footers out there. I mean, got just a ton of big guys out there. And uh, we got field goal percentage for, you know, everybody does a pretty good job with shooting the ball against us. And it's no big surprise. But uh, 60% from three, as opposed to, I think, 13% for Florida State last game. And overall shot 68% from the field total. Which is, if you got a team shooting like that, Joe, I mean... Um, it's almost like, do you really point to defense? I mean, it's kind of hard to tell, uh, as far as that goes, you know, when the team's shooting that good And, you know, Caleb Mills, uh, five for six from three. And I mean, he just lit us up. So, and there's always that guy.
1: Yeah. And again, like I said, we talked about Them, I was playing them early because they had more or less a younger, newer team. That was, you know, I thought that it was a good chance to go and get, you know, steal a game from them um, at home and, uh, well, you know, at their place. But um, I also thought that it was going to be tougher this time around. And you know, seeing the two-three zone once already, uh, I thought that they'd do a little bit better. You know, moving the ball around and getting shots. Um, and I thought again to what coach said, I mean, I thought there was some, some good defense. Obviously, some easy buckets and obviously the points off of, off of turnovers. Uh, we can't have that type of disparity, but, um, they made some tough shots. Caleb Mills, I mean, he made tough shots, guys in his face, you know. Um, and then we had some, you know, a couple times where we left Wilkes wide open in the corner. And he's a three point threat too, and that's a spot down there. So, um, yeah, we had some breakdowns. We had some some bad, you know, had an obvious rebound and, you know, can't keep the ball in our hands. And Jesse played hot potatoes a couple times. But, I mean, when they're making shots like that, that's going to be tough because, you know, obviously we have, we have things that we're not great at.
2: Right. Yeah. Um, which, right. I mean... We'll we'll get we'll get to some of that yeah. stuff, but Joe, uh, you Joe had 11 points in the first half, as you, sh- you heard um, Dan Tortoro talk about. Uh, nothing in the second half. Obviously, um, we can talk about his throwaway at the end of the game. That was kind of like just a, 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 a kind of like a der moment, if you will. Um, but the 12 turnovers turned into 22 FSU points. I mean, it doesn't get a whole lot more efficient than that if you're FSU turning turning turnovers into points. So, you know, Joe struggled in the second half. He was just there's always a guy that needs to to push a little harder through some of the issues and you heard coach say, you know, he needs to be a little bit more aggressive on offense. But the the brain fart at the end of the game is what killed me. Now, you can say, you know, he was going to have to, someone was going to have to heave a three, right? But I mean, at least it gave us a shot. If he gets the ball to someone, at least you have a shot. But it was just, it was thrown away. So uh, unfortunate. Um, and we could talk about everything up to that point, too, before that even happened, which wasn't great either. So just kind of a mess at the end, and a, very, a big mess in a short amount of time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there was just – I don't think we got what we wanted at the rim. And uh, sometimes, you know, I know that Jimmy's, Jim said that he thought he got fouled. But, you know, it's – in the beginning of the year, I was like, oh, Jimmy behind he shoots threes and free throws with his lefty – with his left hand, but then he shoots right-handed when he gets in the paint. You know, but I always f- assumed or figured that he'd be able to finish with both hands around the rim when it comes to, like, layups and stuff like that. And I think that – you know, you had a situation where he spun to the left to where if he used his left hand, the layup would have, yeah, you had it. Um, but he spun to the left to use his, you know, to, to basically come back around with his right hand right into the defense. And, um, you know, at, at a time like that, at the end of the game, you know, they're not going to call a foul because your guy comes across and she wants to shoot with his right hand. So, um, you know, I wish that he could make that little turnaround like lefty um lay up, and uh, i think that he possibly could have went right or thrown something up to jesse as well uh, and i also looked like there was no one really moving on the outside of the three-point line and moving without the ball so um i honestly really didn't like the play i thought the play at the end was bad and then it put us in a possession to or in a situation of scramble mode no one really knew what to do ball was loose they let someone get behind him for a wide open dunk like it was pretty um pretty bad
2: well, you know, and and that brings me to this cuz I got to skip some of this other stuff and and we'll talk about the good uh we'll talk about the good in a second. But we got to talk about coach's comments. Uh we we were great tonight on offense. That was quote, cool. we they fought, got back in it. Uh execution was great offensively. Um I I would have to beg to differ on that a little bit. I don't think it was Awful day offensively, but when it, the Syracuse's problem is when they need something and they have to either get stops or have make plays on offense or both, they fail to do it. And, you know, we're losing the last, I think it's the last five losses by a total of 16 points or something like that. So, um, I mean, they're right there, but we've been right there. And as we talked about with Florida State, they, we're seeing them get better and what you can contribute that to. I don't know. So players, coaches, probably both. Right. So yeah. something, mm-hmm. something is not working. I don't know if it's, if it's the rotations coaches using. I don't know if maybe he, you know, like, look, Sai had a pretty good game, right? I mean, yeah. it wasn't terrible. And um, I don't uh, think so Four assists. I don't know why maybe he, he isn't <coughs> playing in there when it's, do our die time like you have to trust these guys at some point either you lose or you lose okay we've the, the the stars of this team have lost games okay we haven't seen anybody we haven't pulled one of these out yet so I don't understand I am so confused by some of the rotation stuff I'm confused by Benny sitting on the bench the whole time the whole game and then this kid has got the heart to go after the game I saw on Twitter Q Sports Talk, I think, tweeted it. Video of Benny after the game taking sh- taking shots. He's the only one on the court taking shots after the game. Mm-hmm. Didn't get one minute of playing time. Yeah. Well, why? I'm so confused by, yeah, by I, all of this. I, I, have...
1: I, I don't know. John Bolzak, you know, he comes in randomly too like that. I mean, obviously, the problem is, I, to me, is, is that we obviously have limitations with the main guys that put the minutes in, on the board or on the table. Um, that they aren't going to be able to, f- they can't just fix, you know, you can't just, We I talked about it before, you know, and people aren't just going to, you know, change their athleticism in the middle of a season, you know, right. uh, there's certain things that certain people on the bench can bring, but obviously they have limitations, right? And I think it's a situation where, you can mix and match to make your team to maximize your team's, you know, as far as being good and, uh, balance on offense and defense. You know, I mean, obviously you play these five, and we or we're in last place in college basketball for bench points. I mean, we only averaged about six six bench points six, a game. Yeah. Florida State they outscored us what it was twenty nine to four I think bench points. So that stuff is crucial when you can give your guys burn. Uh, you saw those guys go. 11 deep. Uh, You had 11 players that played at least 10 minutes for Florida State. And that is, uh, I mean, you're going to keep your guys healthy. And even if they're not your best players, you know, they got the energy to go out there and be pests against players that, you know, sometimes don't, you know, bode well against some pressure like Joe Girard's five turnovers. And, you know, maybe they're tired because they've been playing for 36 minutes. So um, I think that it's. you got to figure out something because what you're doing is not working. Um, there's limitations there, and obviously, yes, your bench players have limitations as well. But together, when you mix and match like we saw when they took Jimmy out for Cy, um, that sometimes you can put a lineup out there that, albeit Sai is not a huge threat on offense, we still were able to score and come back. Why? Because we have other players around him that can score. So, um, you know, we need to be able to offset some of this limitations of athleticism and defensive rotation with our bench players and and make it to where we can make our defense better. And I still think that our offense will be able to to survive. So we got to do something different, obviously, because, I mean, at this point, eight and nine, it's just it's like deja vu. It's like Groundhog Day, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, every single
1: minus the Pittsburgh game, it's like every single game. It's like we're in it and we got to come on here and be upset and talk about, well, what's the one thing that they could have done or why they lost this time or this this, or that? And uh, I mean, at the end of the day, I just don't think that you can be very, very, you're greatly successful with this type of rotation. And I mean, we're bordering on um you know insanity right i mean keep doing the same thing and, over expecting, and over. The, Again, you know, expecting different
2: different results
1: results i mean we're eight and nine and this isn't like i mean you know i mean even the wake for or florida state you know i mean i still think that there is a team that we could you know beat, and albeit they still had malik osborne out too, one of their better players but i mean they're 10 and 5 they're starting to look like a better team because like we said they're getting better but um they obviously are doing different things and they're seeing the results and I'm just not seeing it. So I just, I don't know. I'm just as confused as you to see that the same thing's going on over and over again, but you don't see a Benny or you don't see different people in there. You know, they, they, he says they do good in in practice, but it's like, it's like pulling teeth trying to get them out there. So,
2: well, I mean, I mean, look, obviously the execution offensively wasn't great. If it was great, they'd have won the game. If it was great. Joe wouldn't have thrown the ball away at the end. And at least get have a have some a shot at something. And I just don't. I, this, I wonder. Well, I, I don't I, think
1: it was the offense, though. That's the thing is that you can you can have great execution on offense and lose a game. Yeah, you can. Teams, but because right. the other because your defense isn't that good, or because you're giving up points off of turnovers, right? So yeah. I mean, you could say great execution minus the you know turnovers that led to 22 points, right? yeah but if you're bad in all the other a- aspects, if you give up easy buckets and and you're just turning the ball over, then you really shouldn't be, then you can still lose that game. And like I said, I mean Florida State made some tough shots. Caleb Mills was just ridiculous. He played great. So um you're gonna get games like that. But unless we do something differently, you know, if a team comes in and shoots, the percentage that Florida State does against us, then we're going to lose every time. It doesn't matter how our offense executes; our offense isn't the problem.
2: It it is not the problem, but at the end of the game, when you can't get stops and you can't you can't score at the other end, and when it counts, then the whole thing's a problem. Everything's a problem. So, I mean, I guess that's just my point. Like, like when it counts, Syracuse has come up short. In in most of their losses, that these you know, dude, I changed the channel. We were down by one, calling a timeout, coming across half court. I I, I swear I only watched part of the Raiders game for like t- like two plays, not even. And like I go back and all hell had broken loose. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, had to re- re- rewind it to see what the hell happened. I'm like, I- I- how? You know, it's just so frustrating. And we come here and we talk about, well, what, what can we do differently? Or you know, well, the offense or the defense is going to get better. You know, we'll just see. We'll just see. Well, I I don't know. I'm starting to lose a little bit of faith on that, on that front about these guys getting their stuff together on defense. But I, you know, I haven't had any gripes about the offense all year except for this game. It just was extremely frustrating and it's, it's tiring as a fan, you know, n- not just as a couple of guys that do a podcast, but as a fan it's tiring. It's tiring to just watch the same thing over and over and over again. And no. it's frustrating. And I understand people's frustration and anger about the whole thing. It's uncharted territory for everybody. But the thing is is coaches got to coaches got to let these some of these guys spread their wings, man, and and go out there and See what they can do at the end of the day. The good yeah. thing, though, is Jesse did not follow out. His first... ACC gamer, he did not follow up. <laughs> so congratulations to him.
1: Congrats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they should have never stopped going, going to him. There was a little point in the game there where they stopped going to him offensively. I thought that but
2: the, the last play of the game was for him, and he gave it up to Jimmy, I believe. So
1: yeah, and, and you know, you 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 score seventy-one against Florida State's defense. I'm sorry, you should win the game, especially traditionally with the way that we play two-three zone. But again, it's just our defense isn't isn't the same that's why you I mean like you said I don't know how much better on defense this group is going to get as far as the starting line. I mean I think that they show effort and I think that they they can they can play good defense in spurts but they can't do it consistently. Um, not when you know most of them are playing 34 35 plus minutes and that's where it comes into bringing these other guys in the bench. We just need that type of energy uh, to allow those guys but also to to get stops, to stop the other team from scoring because our offense is good. We score seventy one against Florida State. You just can't, you just can't allow so many easy shots and just so many points against bad offenses. It's just,
2: it's yeah. The, the, the turnovers reared their ugly head again. I mean, Syracuse is averaging twelve, but twelve for twenty two points is. Is brutal. I'd put that up there with the Miami game as far as an, a, something else to s- give serious consideration to. I don't think it's been a, it hasn't, it's not like a, no. a staple as far as the problems go. Obviously, that would be defense, but just all in all, it's frustrating. I mean, it, you know, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. It is, right now, it is what it is. And we just got to hang on and see uh, what this team can muster up. And you got a Hall of Fame coach and you got some other brilliant coaches on that team. And we're just going to have to trust that they know what they're doing. And yep. I give a ton of props to Benny for his character and his demeanor and um, his drive and motivation to lose a game like that and not play a second and go, and go shoot around after the, fa- after the game by himself. On the court. I mean, just, it's just, that's high character stuff right there, in my opinion. I don't think it should go unnoticed. All right.
0: Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the
1: primary cause of avoidable blindness.
0: He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle, find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
2: Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's time to hear from you.
0: It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the Loud House.
2: Uh, You guys know what to do. At the end of every game, I will go to social media and ask for your thoughts on said game. You leave them. We read some of them. We bring some of them here. Not a ton. I just had to um, break the the monotony. And there's when you try to do that, there's not a ton to choose from because Mm -mm. it is a lot of the same stuff. Um, And, you know, I'm not opposed to bringing on some of the the nasty stuff, but I don't want it to all be nasty. Um, this, I'm going to start with, with, you know, an exceptional post I saw on Facebook from Mark. Thoughts are, this is a bad, bad basketball team. They can't get stops when needed and is badly in need of a point guard, except expect more of the same until those two things change. And it isn't changing this season. Um, I, I mean, I totally agree. It's, a, it's a not a good basketball team. It's a bad, I don't know if it's bad-bad, but it's not good. Um, they can't get stops when needed, exactly. Uh, and, you know, the point guard situation is a problem. And, you know, Jesse brings, up, brings something up that we'll talk about. But uh, what do you think, Joe? expect these expect more of the same until these two things change and isn't changing this season you agree
1: uh, I I don't know I don't I don't know I don't know because he doesn't play anybody on the bench I don't know if somebody on the bench is going to be able to get get good enough or or show him enough confidence to be able to go in there and play as many minutes as we're talking is gonna have to change you know I just don't I don't know. Unless something else changes, then I don't see anything else changing. I think that they possibly can. But if they continue on the path that they are right now, then then, yeah, I'm pretty much right there with.
2: Yeah. Um, Jesse on Facebook. Wasn't Joe like a QB? What's he doing throwing into triple coverage with a with four seconds to go? What do you all think about Buddy being at the point guard? He's made good passes last couple of games. He's a better decision maker. Let him have the ball. Let him have the ball in his hands. And maybe Joe may be more comfortable just as a shooter. Now, this isn't a terrible idea. Although, I don't know how it works out in the long run or how well it works out doing it now. But with that said, I mean, I'm open to anything right now. And... That seems perfectly logical to me. Joe.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's either that or you try Cy, I mean, or you try Cy, give him more minutes, or you you do more of the three guard stuff. I'm, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, if you if Buddy plays guard, I mean, you're talking about just switching Buddy and Joe and having Joe could be a shooting guard? Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not a, wouldn't be a bad experiment.
2: And Cy could come in for either one of them. And when he's in, right. he's point guard, Right. Yeah. So you just turn Buddy into a shooting guard when when size in and and you know vice versa when he comes in for Joe. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's I mean it's a good idea. It's a good idea. And will coach do it? I don't know. I feel like coaches. I mean, look, we all know how stubborn he is, but and we know how much of a curmudgeon he's being. But um, I love him. I trust his decisions. I'm not a Jim Beheim apologist though. So I will just say that I'm really confused about some of the other stuff. And I'm shocked that local media hasn't brought any of that up. And I know that he gets upset about it, but that's kind of their job to uh, try to get answers to those types of questions. Like no one asked why Benny didn't play. I mean, it wasn't a question in the press conference. And I'm like, why? It just, I mean, it just didn't make any sense. Um, top fan, Dominic, on Facebook. I'm sick to my stomach. The absolute worst basketball IQ by a punk guard Syracuse has ever had. I know JG3 can score. I don't care anymore. He makes the most insane turnovers at absolute worst times. He may be, he may be the best two on the team, but it doesn't matter when he makes dumb mistakes. So, look, he's had some, he's had some, like, serious brain farts this year. I mean, almost his whole career kind of, but he's just so streaky. You know, he's like either like totally turned on and in awesome, or he's just trying to make too much happen. And, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But when people say, Oh, he's not a D one player or bench him, and you know, or whatever. I mean, I think that's hyperbole. I think that's ridiculous. I think he's a good enough player to be out there. I just don't think he's playing the position he should be playing. To Jesse's point, to some extent, or or you do you know you do what Jesse said, or you do what they what coach was doing with Cy. That was working. That was that was working pretty decent. And no one's expecting uh, Samir Torrance to go out there and score a bunch of points. You know, I mean, he just needs to be out there to be a ball handler and. Someone that can make some good, some decent passes, uh, get some guys some open looks, and be a facilitator, and that's what he does, and that's what he should be doing. So, uh, David Torrance deserves more. There you go. Torrance deserves more uh, playing time. Proved it for real on that run to come back. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, just piggyback on, on what I said. Basically, I mean, he did a good job. Not sure why he didn't finish it out, but. It is what it is. I'm not the uh, coach, uh, Brett. Our team is garbage. Sad to see the state of our program. I actually stopped watching. We suck. And I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna lump in if you're gonna lump in the uh, thoughts of Syracuse fans, you know, with one comment, that's that's probably a good one. But uh, here's one for you, Joe. Anthony on Facebook recruiting. It was the issue three years ago, two years ago, and now it's really showing its ugliness. If you can't compete in July, don't expect to win in January. Uh, you know we all know about Woody Newton and Kadari Richmond. Um, to, you know the decommit what was his name. Um, the decommit we just had Kamari Lance?
1: Well, he would have been next year's class, but
2: okay. Well, I mean that's true but still i mean we there was there has been a little bit of, uh, of struggle but the you know we don't know about what the hell happened with kadari we still don't know um you can go ahead and speculate all you want but we don't know so um you know i think kids are a, a little impatient on the development side of things these days and i think that's probably something to do with it i think the covid stuff Is another thing that has to do with it. That's you know we've been doing dealing with this COVID stuff now for two years. This is the second year of that. So, um, but the recruiting class coming in is pretty decent. I will say that. I'm not going to get too excited about it, but it's pretty decent. We'll see. (laughs) Joe Joe really really into it today. He's all in. At Cool Boys Eleven. I would think by this point in the season, they would have a better handling for ending these games. I mean, yeah. I mean, you would think it would have improved not just finishing the games, but defensively overall and um, being able to have some kind of scheme to, to finish games. I mean, you know, the inbounds pass against, who was that? Was that Miami? Miami. Is that Miami or Wake Forest? Wake Forest. No,
1: well, it was Wake Forest, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah the inbounds pants against Wake Forest. The in, inbounds pass this time. The 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 shot by Jimmy that that Joe mentioned, you know. Um, all of these things within the past couple of games, and it just comes down to execution and the execution just at the end of games on both sides of the ball hasn't been great. So oh, well,
1: if our defense was worth it. A- Crap! Then we probably wouldn't be in most of these situations.
2: Yeah, they still want two
1: three point. Well, you're talking about two three point swings. I mean, you just just a couple turnovers, a couple rebounds here. You know, we missed the bunnies that are right in front of us. I mean, I don't know. It's just one of those things where basically just a couple more stops on defense and the offense that we're putting out there is enough.
2: At Jason R. Money, no execution at the end of the game. Q slowed the game, which, in my opinion, hurt them. They were playing better when the game was sped up. Jesse was getting better looks. Samir played well. Going to be a long ACC season. Yes. Um, Yeah, I mean, like Joe said, don't know why they stopped feeding Jesse. Um, uh, Extremely frustrating. Obviously, Jesse with with the, the hands issues. But at the end of the day... Uh, if you get him open and in the right spot, you can score. I don't he can score. I don't know if it's because of some of those bigger guys in there, if they were worried about that. But I mean, he holds some weight on some of them guys too. Those those guys weren't exactly like, you know, brick shithouses. You know, they are just tall, lanky guys. So uh at Drew Q's, no. last one. Uh this team can't get out of their own way, low IQs. Well, I don't know about low IQs, but they definitely have a hard time getting out of their own way. I mean, they're beating themselves up. Five games, five, or five losses by 16 points. I mean, they're right there. Will they turn the corner? Will they flip the switch? Uh, I, I,
1: we'll I, be, I, will I, we keep I asking ourselves this all season? Yes.
2: Am I going to have to come back here and do the same show every time? I mean, if you guys got show ideas, you know, let me know. Um, you know, I barely got my head above water. Right now, at this point, with this. Um, all right, Joe. This Tuesday at nine o'clock, our favorite time slot. Clemson's going to come into the dome. The all-time <laughs> series between Syracuse and Clemson sits at seven and five in favor of the Tigers. The first two games of the series were won by Clemson, dating all the way back to 1960. The series between Beheim and Brownell is currently at five and five. Uh, Syracuse took the last meeting in March 3rd of last year, uh, 64 to 54. Gerard Beheim, Dolzai Guerrier and Griffin, your starting five, Griffin with 22 points and 10 rebounds. Uh, the Tigers are currently on a two-game skid as we speak uh, in ACC play. Uh, they got beat pretty good by Notre Dame, and they just lost by two yesterday to Boston College. They currently sit at 10-7, and 2-4 in the ACC. The other two losses, uh, a 10-point loss to UVA and a 5-point loss to Miami uh, early in December, dating back that Miami one. Ken Palm has Clemson, though, 58th in his rankings, with an adjusted offense ranked 47th and an adjusted defense ranked 86th. Uh, he is also predicting a 78-76 to 76 win for Syracuse at home. Um, currently, Clemson is shooting about 38% from three with a, a gaggle of guys who can hit it from deep. I mean, they've got a pretty decent three-point shooting team, so a tall order for the Orange going into this game to defend the uh, three-point line, and as we all know, that's not it's not, it's not great for us. Clemson, 78 in the net rankings, making this a quad three game at home for the Orange. No. They're, what are they?
1: What? what is, I, I'm not saying that they're not 73. I'm just saying, is that really –
2: is, yes, it stops 75 at home for a quad two. Wow. So seven, a quad three game is 76 to 160. They're, they're 78. Well, now you're making me think twice here on this. Yeah, they're 78. So they lost those two games. They were sixty they second were before, those, before those two losses. So they're 78 now. Um, so this will be a quad three game at home. Uh, if it was in if it was in South Carolina, it's a quad 2 game. so but it's not. So uh, another must not lose. I mean, I don't know, it's gonna be quite a, a tall order in my opinion for Syracuse Joe. So uh, what do you what do you say?
1: Yeah, this is just another team that is very similar in the middle of the road team. I think that it's very hard. I look at Ken Palm, the net, everything like that. Same thing as us. You know, we've been close a lot to a lot of these games and a couple of these wins here, there go our way. And obviously, you know, then those those analytics and those rankings are a little bit different. But because we lost those games, obviously. So I, I think obviously I think we're better than what our ranking is. And with Clemson, I don't know if I can really say that just because I don't they haven't played the same type of competition i think that we have and i mean their best wins probably at virginia um which is obviously a good win but still um you know after that maybe at nc state like i don't really know so uh we don't really know this this team i don't really know how good they are i know that they do have threes um three pointers like you said i know nick honor is um he's killed us in the past and I know that um, Alex Hemingway, he can do some things. Um, he's hit us in the, in the past. Hunter Tyson, six eight senior, he's he's also, uh, you know, bit us in the past as well. So you have these guys, and then you know you throw on top um, Al Amir, uh, Price, what was his name Price, I believe. Um, he's shooting like forty two percent, and I don't know if he's he didn't play. Um, the Boston college game. So I don't necessarily know if he is going to be, uh, playing in our game, Olimir Dawes. Um, but he's shot 102 threes and he shoots at a 40% clip. So
2: yeah, he's going
1: to be one guy to look out for because he's going to be the sharpshooter along with honor and, um, you know, Hunter Tyson, they got pretty much the best, uh, Percentages when it comes to shooting. Oh, yeah Alamir, yeah, Alamir Dawes, he did play, sorry, against Boston College. Uh, he hit three, seven, three-pointers. So, um, really, when you're looking at it, there's a team that's full of guards. They're going to pressure you. Um, again, Hemingway has been there. Dawes has been there. Nick Honors has been there. They got uh, six four senior transfer, David Collins from South Florida. Um who plays around 30 minutes a game and averages double digits pretty much all his years in South Florida and this year with Clemson so the and um, their big guy is PJ Hall he's 6'10 235 he's a sophomore um and he's going to get a lot of minutes as well they try to get him the ball down low so you want to look at that um with him and Jesse you know it's going to be a match cuz most likely he had four, he had PJ Hall had five turnovers and four personal fouls against Boston College in that loss um so he's still young, makes mistakes. So that's going to be an interesting matchup between those two. You know, whoever gets in foul trouble or whatnot, um, you know, is obviously the other team's going to have a little bit of the advantage. But you know, they start three guards. Um, Hunter uh, Chase Hunter, a six four sophomore, also comes off the bench. He's played in all seventeen games, and then they have a transfer from Youngstown State, a senior. He's uh, 6'6", 232 pounds, so he's one of those guys that kind of kills us around the basket and I'm wondering if he can hit that uh, jumper from the free throw. But Nas, Bo- Nas Bohannon, he brings a little bit of energy and, and some size and strength around around the basket. But, I mean, other than you know a bunch of guards that are 6'4 and shorter, they got uh, Bohannon, who's 6'6", Hunter Tyson, who's 6'8", and P.J. Hall is 6'10". Um, and those are the guys that, that you know, get the normal minutes that's their normal rotation so um the guards are gonna pressure you uh, although they haven't got the type of stats that they've had in the past couple years with their defense and everything so i think we'll be able to score uh, i think we'll, we'll be able to take advantage of some of the size they're gonna have to do some things to probably change it up because i know that our team um a three guard lineup really doesn't match up with our team well but Again, let's see what happens, you know, because our defense, everyone scores against us. Um, and that's really what I'm afraid of, is that this team passed the ball around. A lot of them can shoot threes, jumpers, and can score in multiple different ways. And, um, you know, we've they've had guys in the past that just go off from the three-point line. So you're looking at Dawes, and you're looking at Honor, and you're looking at Tyson, and you're just hoping that we can stop the three-pointers and still not make it too easy for them to, to score two pointers. Um, And as much as they're good three point shooters, Sean, they're not, they don't shoot a bunch. They only shot 19 against, uh, against Boston college. So they try different ways to get the ball. And um, it's going to be interesting to see a couple younger guys that are getting more minutes that haven't really seen the two, three zone that much, you know, for themselves as far as experience and playing through it. And the same thing with the two transfers that that come in and, and help them a lot as well. So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see, but I feel like you know Clemson usually plays pretty well against us, and I would honestly expect a game pretty much just like Florida State.
2: Well, <laughs> Florida State only shot twenty three pointers against us; mm-hmm. and they hit sixty percent of them. So obviously that was brutal. But Clemson is eighteenth in the country in three point field goal percentage, and yep. that's really good. By the way, Syracuse is twenty seventh. So. No slouch, uh, both of them can hit a- at a decent rate. The, no. the difference is in the thing that I'm worried about is Syracuse being able to stop Clemson um, rotations, yep. and the you know I, I, you, the issues on defense worry me to say the least. Well,
1: bad so bad three point shooting teams have shot good against us
2: this year they have
1: so and and, let alone a good one
2: exactly and so you wonder what's going to happen now it is so Syracuse for a team that's 18th in the country in in three-point percentage to come in and shoot you know like total crap like what four for 30 what you know I'm not saying that but you know it's that's so Syracuse though that's that's the stuff that they do so it's it's possible Syracuse can shut this down and, and you know maybe just the the crowd or the depth of the dome gets to Clemson and it becomes an issue. It has before with people past couple of years though, we've seen teams just settle in and get used to it, and it's just a maturity thing in, in how you adapt, and even if they're not hitting in the beginning a lot of teams will will hit in the second half i think florida state was 70 percent. they shot 60 overall but they were 70 percent in the in the second half of the game so Mm -hmm. i mean i mean it's just
1: clemson's gonna need to hit threes to beat us that's the thing yeah is that you don't want to obviously let them just shoot from wherever and they have dangerous players you know but we also you know we can't extend it too far to where we make it too easy for them to be able to score behind us in the back end but um but they're they need to If they don't shoot at a good percentage, then it's obviously you know going to give us a good leg up. I think that we'll you know we've done pretty well as far as rebounding in the Big East or sorry ACC, and um, it comes down to a situation where I I, I think that we're going to do well and on the rebounding end. Uh, so it's going to come down to you know the turnovers, the free throws, and and obviously I think Clemson's three point percentage. Because uh, I mean, they're going to need to hit threes to be to, to to win this game, in my opinion.
2: Okay, I mean, it's fair. I, I think you're probably right. I would agree with that. The thing is, is they're good at it, and if that's what's going to be in their game plan and in their, it's in their wheelhouse. It's something they they could be good at. So, with that said, Joe, last game we we both missed by thirteen. So, our well, we both. I'm sorry, that's not true. We, we, we both have um, 138 points, so it doesn't matter. The difference is the same. Um, and we both chose Syracuse and we both lost. So that's a tie. So I'm 2 3 1. You're 3 2 1. Um, so I'll go, you go first this time. I went first last time with your pick for Clemson this Tuesday at 9 no. o'clock.
1: No, 9 o'clock. Good night. That
2: that's is crazy. Good, that is good night time. It is. That's bedtime
1: for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would say. Um, Jeez. I honestly think that this is going to be just another kind of – I honestly it's almost going to be like Florida State. I think it's going to be almost the same thing. I think that Clemson has a little bit worse of a defense, so I think that we're going to be able to score at a better rate or more efficiently than we did against Wake Forest. But again, I mean, I don't see all these guys not not hitting threes. So I just think that again, it's going to be just a barn burner. Um, I'm going to go Syracuse. Oh man, I'm going to go Syracuse seventy-five, Clemson seventy.
2: Okay, all right, you got Cuse winning this one. Well. I'm going to I'm gonna take a different route. And uh until Syracuse shows me something different, I'm gonna expect the same thing I've been seeing. And um beating pit, not that big of a deal. Was it it's a win we needed, something to hang your hat on. I mean, it was it's just unimpressive when you compare it to, you know, if we were just if we had a beat, put it this way. If you beat Pitt and you're like, okay, well, we needed that, we had to have it, and you're like, oh, yeah. well, that's 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 not impressive. Well, no, but let's see what they could do next game. They go out and beat Florida State. Okay, now I'm starting to be impressed. But y- you you beat Pitt, I, I say, you know, we got to start somewhere, and then you go and get, lose to Florida State. I'm just like, okay, well, yeah, that's unimpressive to me. So,
1: nah, that's uh, tough, man. It it it's, is. It's like you said, it's getting tough to.
2: It is. So, uh, with that said, look. Hopefully, I can I can give give Clemson the bad voodoo, but I got them winning this thing eighty four to seventy eight. I think there's gonna be a lot of scoring, like you said. I think that we, we we will be um we will be able to score, and it will be a barn burner to some degree. And um, I hope I'm wrong, but I got I got Clemson winning the thing by six. Yeah, at home. So, uh, and yeah, I've been wrong right, before. It
1: sounds like. This just sounds like Groundhog's Day. It just feels like Groundhog's Day. Like, every Sunday,
2: here we are. Wake up, Ty. I got you, babe. Syracuse loses. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And we sit here, and we start, we're trying to justify what's going on, and this. And now we're at a point where we're...
2: Well, I think we know what's going on, right? So, it's like... Yeah. Uh, it's almost like our analysis has become dull, and, and it, it, there's only so much you can do with it, and... I can only say the same thing so many times before people just tune out uh, and I'm not going to sit here and play uh, Mr. Positivity when things aren't really looking great is not positive. I just got to see I got to see something switching these guys. And, you know, one thing that I've noticed the past few games, it's no one in particular, it's just whoever is near the ball. The 50/50 stuff, I don't see any I mean once in a while, you'll see him dive on the ground, but some of this I've seen so many times people just stand around watching a ball, like it's like like anticipating that it's going to go out of bounds instead of going after it and, and leaving it up to whoever you know hit off of first And I don't know or
1: going out of bounds and both teammates jumping out of bounds <laughs> for the big. ball.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and like running into one another.
1: No, uh, it's that kind of thing. I mean, you know yes, I mean? It's, it's like sometimes we look so good, and then, like you said, I mean then it's like sometimes you could like put, you could mute the game and put them the circus, the, the clown circus music in the background because yes. that's what it looks like. Yeah, bobbling the ball or ju- jumping around the, the court trying to get the ball and save it and inbound it, and it's just like sometimes it's just ugh. It's just tough, you know, and then on top of that it's tough for the fans too. It's tough for the people that listen. I mean, it's just people they don't want they don't want the excuses, they don't even want to talk about it. They tune it out. We get the same the same um, comments about the games every single week. Right. right. It's hard to and then now we're getting people that are just tuning out. You know, we we've talked about this when it comes to football. And normally we don't need to we don't have to worry about fan feedback and buy seller holds or people tuning in during basketball season because usually we're a pretty decent team, right? And we're like, yeah. in NCAA, we talked about it with football, how it's really, really tough, you know, with our, our views and, you know, the comments that we get. But that year that Dungy and his senior year when we went to that bowl game and we won 10 games, and our view, I mean, our downloads were way up there. There was way more people listening. So obviously uh, people winning,
2: are, yeah, more winning engaged.
1: all winning, winning cures all and there's a difference of talking about something after a win or talking about negative stuff after a win you know because sometimes these things happen you know you win the game but you weren't a very good free throw shooter you know shooting team or maybe you had a couple extra turnovers oh
2: well, who cares but you got you won killed the, on the boards
1: you know yeah we can but you know we can talk about the negative stuff like yeah we won but this is where we can get better right like we were not even having those conversations. we're the conversations we're having is like why 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 do we keep losing and it's it's like these little things that we talk about you know well, guess what sometimes those happen and in the past in good teams can and can overcome those things and beat them you know and at some point you know sometimes the reasons sometimes reasons turn into their excuses, excuses
2: turn into reasons
1: to reasons right but then sometimes it's vice versa at some point, when you start talking about something as a reason, if, like we said, if it keeps occurring, well, then it just turned into an excuse. Yeah, right. So, we're there.
2: We're there, by the way. I mean, yeah, we're, we're there. Oh uh, The defense there. the defense is a little better. It's just not where we need it to be. Uh, it's just not great. You know, we've got we to be better on defense. Okay, we know. Every post game we know and that's the problem like we get it it's unfortunate but it's got you you are the coach you're a hall of fame coach you've got both of your kids on the team you gotta figure something out we gotta figure something out okay
1: well how do you get your defense better.
2: Right. Well, I mean, I'm not,
1: you can't turn around and say, well, I don't want to, I don't want to hurt my offense. Well, your offense isn't good enough to win these games because that's how bad the defense is. Right. So at at some point we need to do something to fix the defense. You know how, if there is nothing that we can do, then let's just say that
2: this is what it is. Right. This is what it is. This is as good as we're going to get. It's not going to get any better and i'm putting in these guys and playing these guys these amount of minutes because i feel like that's the best chance we have at winning even though we keep losing. Well, you know how coach always kind of we call we call Jim Bayham the chemist for a reason because he will come up with some crazy stuff sometimes, especially in early non-conference stuff where we're just like, wow, man, that's, you know, the way he's playing around with this is is amazing. The difference is this year i just think there was so many so many people and so many new new faces and people on this team that you just couldn't get a good gauge of what was going on when he was doing that this year, even though he did it a little bit. But he did it way less this year than he has done in the past because of the experience level of the guys with the zone. But I think now is the time. Like, this is the time. Everybody's settling in, and now is the time to start playing around with it. We saw it a little bit last night It's it's or yesterday. It's time to start playing around with it. I mean, we have nothing, literally, we have nothing to lose right now. You just we got to something's got to be figured out and, and you're you got a game at clemson then you're going into cameron indoor so there's that i mean hello <laughs> i mean what the frick man it's that could be like talk about turning off a game that could be a game that you just turn off don't be sur- I'm, I'm not getting ahead of myself because you never know but don't be surprised if i come to that podcast and i'm just like i have no idea I'm just going to read fan feedback because I have no idea. It's so frustrating. But well, What's you're right. frustrating
1: is, is this team seems like it's good enough.
2: It, right. Well, to stay, right, in the, yeah. to
1: stay in the games and be competitive. Yeah. But they're just not good enough. To win. To win. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, they got to get there. Something's got to change. A little tweak here, a little tweak there. Something's got to change. So um, we're talking minuscule change. You know, we're talking points. Like on, single digits. Single-digit swing could win most of these games that we lost. All right, that will do it for us. Thanks for hanging in there with us. If you're still listening, uh, we appreciate you uh, for hanging in and listening to that, uh, whatever that was. We appreciate all of you for tuning in and hanging out with us. Uh, Let's see what happens tomorrow night. We'll be back here Wednesday. Not tomorrow night, Tuesday night. We'll be back here Wednesday. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out.
1: Peace.